Hi, and welcome to And Introducing, a podcast about words, about music. I'm Chris Wade. I'm Molly O'Brien. And introducing, for the second time, on lead vocals, it's Bono, frontman extraordinaire of U2, one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, uh, in short terms of size and listenership strength. (laughs) (laughs) So here's our second episode on Bono. Uh, you know, we, I don't have to go through all the preamble from last, uh, because we covered that last week when you know we thought about is. Bono, how we got into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're picking up the story where we left off, but I do have to start this episode with a correction. Oh, uh, as we are going to be getting into more of his, uh, philanthropic and, uh, as you said, as, as Molly said, before we were started recording, there's this episode's going to be less about music and more about policy. Yeah. <laughs> policy. So, uh, last week. I asserted, or last time we recorded, I asserted that Bono is one of the uh, foremost figures of his stature in the public world mm. without Epstein links. Uh-oh. Uh, and I had to, you know, after we were done recording, I was like, mm, I really should double check that. So I texted uh, <laughs> who the person who I know who should be an authority on the matter, uh, one Brace Belden. <laughs> what, a, what a flex. <laughs> <laughs> you got the hotline to, yes, the, to, to, to the, the real, the real, the real info. Yes, yeah. exactly. I text, texted you, Br- you. You picked up the red phone. <laughs> it was like, I need the facts. Curve watch. <laughs> exactly. 2023. Uh, texted Brace was like, yo, does Bono have any um, Epstein links? And immediately, like within within <laughs> seconds, just yes. So it is a, it is a hotline. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. As if he was waiting by the phone to receive, receive uh, questions of this. Hey. And then uh, he sent me a link to an article in the, um, the Irish Sun headline. Uh, Dublin Gala convicted pedophile. Dublin Gala would be a beautiful name for a girl. Yes, it would. Uh, Dublin Gala convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. And it's so charming that because they're the UK, it's pedophile. Pedophile. Jeffrey Epstein attended star-studded Irish Gala, which featured Bill Clinton and Bono. Okay. Uh, so, you know, so they're at the same party. Yes. They're at the same party. Uh, it not, was, in a, not in a photo together, right? I don't think there's a photo of them That's together. Crucial. Columbia's former president, Andres Pastrana, has now claimed he met the notorious 66-year-old at an Academy of Achievement Summit held in Ireland in 2002. This is a claim? Uh, it's it's record show. Okay. Pastrana said in a, a uh, statement, I met Mr. Jeffrey Epstein in Ireland when I was honored at a, the Summit of Achievements in Dublin, a widely publicized ceremony that was attended by Mikhail Gorbachev, Bill Clinton, Bono, and Jeremy Irons. Yeah. So. Oh, Jeremy Irons. Look. I don't want to hand wave the things away. Nobody in this sphere beats the Epstein allegations. It's impossible to be at that level of um, political operation without getting your hands dirty. It, unproven whether they ever interacted. Uh, but, you know, it. I, w- I, I have to correct myself. Sure. They, were at, they were at the same party. All right. so. Well, we, it's a, a, a lesson to us all. Uh, keep an eye on the guest list of the things that you go to. Yes, yes. Keep yes. your third eye open, man. Yes. Uh, so and your fourth eye. But Let's that say is you have an extra pair of eyes in the middle of your head. That is the extent to the connection. So thank you, Brace, for uh, <laughs> for for um bringing that up. So let's keep striving on. Yes. Uh, we're in the '90s. We're in the post Achtung baby. Yes, lifestyle. we left off on the, the fly in uh Macfisto. Yes. Um. So. 
90s U2, they seem kind of fun. They're letting loose a little bit. Uh, they start a basement hotel club in Dublin called oh, The Kitchen. Yes, we heard about that. Didn't we did we try to go at some point when we, we were in Dublin? I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't I don't even know if it's still running. Um so you know, they're also um they they basically go in on a house in the south of France too to like all go on vacation with together, which that to me that is the rich person dream. Yes. Is not the you know, going to a gala with a um sex criminal billionaire, but like going in on like a fixer upper like south of France house. <laughs> And all like partying all summer together. Yes. Anyway, that's what they do. Uh, but let's crack things open uh, with a quote that I think you're going to love. And I think everyone's going to love. I used to say that the Irish. I Also, sorry, in my notes, I forget what what he's talking about here. or why, why he's saying this. But I used to say that the Irish are like Brazilians. <laughs> except for three damning differences. We hardly ever qualify for the World Cup. We avoid our own nakedness, and you might not always recognize our dancing as dancing. Okay, yeah, I remember now. It's because he's just talking about the idea of like, he's like, I'm in my 30s and I'm at the club until six in the morning. <laughs> he's like, I'm finally enjoying myself. Like, I'm enjoying the fruits of my my labor. Um, but also like, you know, what, what am I doing? What am I doing here? <laughs> but anyway, this this tracks in our, in our favorite. Have we even talked about this on the podcast? I don't think we've podcast? talked about this, though. No. This came... If I can take a moment to explain why I think the um, Irish are Latinas uh, mm-hmm. theme is funny, because it keeps happening. It keeps showing up in different uh, different slices of life, just like Bono saying that the Irish are like Brazilians in particular. Yeah. Uh, there, I used to follow this influencer uh, who um, basically had like a mental breakdown, meltdown. As, as uh, influencers are wont to do. Hey, when you take like attention to the face for like three years straight and then maybe you change something about your life and people don't like it you just end up spiraling like it's yes. it, it it happens uh and she started posting on instagram stories like a million times a day her instagram story looked like a um like a uh, you know like a uh, morse code basically uh while while we're invoking uh, true anon things i've heard liz from true, true anon refer to that as caterpilling caterpillaring she she was caterpillaring for real um and then she was kind of off on a racial tangent i believe her ethnic makeup is that she's like half white half cuban and uh people were like in her dms defending different um you know uh, ethnic heritages uh, basically being like pick me you know like yeah, yeah. I'm not so bad am I and someone was like well what about the Irish and she's like Irish no the Irish are honorary Latinas <laughs> yes. and I don't remember what else she said but well, it's always because of their stuck. like history of, of a pre- being a history of oppression and like I don't quite understand where she was going with it I don't think she was mentally like fully fully around um, but anyway I, it, that is this this happened it's like five years ago say, despite a distinct lack of spice in their cuisine there is a certain spiciness to the irish character that's what bono would tell you anyway i just i bono I, concurs, the irish or latino I, I knew you were gonna i knew you were gonna like that um yes he so yeah they're like chilling they're hanging out they're dancing they're going to the club uh they hang out a lot with michael hutchins from nxs sure and Michael Hutchins has, uh, his wife is Helena Christensen, who is a, I believe, Danish supermodel, one of the 90s big, big girls. I feel like I remember that name. So they hang a lot as a foursome. This ends tragically, which is that Michael Hutchins ends up um, uh, killing himself. Right. Uh, 
Uh, he, which the path of that is that he left Helena Christensen for Bob Geldof's wife. Oh my God, Paula Yates. <laughs> so this is a, this is also messy, messy, messy Irish messy, shit, messy, messy yeah. Irish, uh, messy Euro Euro shit. Mm-hmm. We'll include Australia in this in the same way that Eurovision includes Australia. <laughs> uh, messy it's so early Eurovision. there. <laughs> it's, we, so we just watched. Wake up. We watched the Eurovision co- uh, contest for the first time ever, either of us, yesterday. Yeah. And as all of the um, country juries were announcing their winners they kept making fun of australia but being like it's morning there yes. good morning it's australia like, hello hello <laughs> nations of europe and good morning Austra- <laughs> like every up, single one up. they have like yeah. one joke for australia yeah anyway so we're we're doing this second uh bono part two kind of drunk on um uh, Euro, pan-european Euro, yeah. joshing anyway uh so th- there's this messy uh infidelity all this stuff Meanwhile, Michael Hutchins uh, gets into like a a car accident or I think a um, motorcycle accident. One of those car accident, motorcycle accident. He hits his head and he Bono says he like never he's never the same. Like he basically gets like a traumatic head injury that changes his personality. One one of those. And um, he ends up getting really into drugs with his new girlfriend slash I think maybe marries her. The former Mrs. Geldof. Former Mrs. Geldof. And then uh, ends up. Uh, uh, killing himself and then uh, she ends up overdosing not long after so it's a very tragic story Uh, but the way that you know he kind of memorializes it it makes it seem like Allie especially is very very sad that Michael Hutchins is dead Ah. Uh, but uh, anyway this tragedy then Bono says the 90s had been a kind of carnival but after Michael's death I was reminded that in a carnival you've got to know when to leave That's what they say about carnivals. Yeah, it's not about getting there. It's about when to stu- go home. <laughs> you're stuck in a carnival yes. and you can't get out of it. You're in the fun house. Um, so then they start re- uh, recording their next album, which is Pop. Uh, Pop was supposed to be you two, quote, exploring our new orderness. Okay. Um, but it sounds like the recording process is a real struggle. It sounds like not everyone's on the same page. Everyone's feeling kind of weird. Uh, Edge says... Um, Adam is starting to think you see us dressed up as craft work and pretending to be German futurists. You know our drummer is Larry Mullen, not Larry Muller. <laughs> uh, they need to explore their motoric phase. Um, Let's get into pop. pop. Uh, a little staring at the sun. Yeah. Here we go. This melody is the exact same as um, Gorillaz. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Britpop moment. Yeah. God, the late 90s were awesome. They were crazy. So much glossy. The sheen. The sheen of everything was The 90s was just like, hey, what if we did the 60s over with better, more more fun drugs? Better technology. Better technology. Yeah. For better living. 
I mean, you can tell what they're going for just by the the titles of uh, songs on this album with like Discotech Miami, The Playboy Mansion. Can we say, th- I actually, I I don't know if I've ever listened to this album. Yeah, could, this is about probably. Can we the, hop around a little part, bit? Yeah, can we just part, do like a little sampler? Yeah, let's go to Discotech. Okay, so that was Staring at the Sun. Yeah. Um, I the top song in here. Let's let's. This is the era of U two. I know the least well. I yeah. Well, that's probably because I don't think it was very good in, the, in there. Well, at, yeah. that's a bit hard. Okay. Here's Discotech. Here's the opening track. I mean, on paper, U two exploring their new orderness sounds great. Sounds to me. good, right? Yes. Yeah. I heard you're throwing out your edge and getting a synthesizer. <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah, that yeah, that drum tone. Yes, exactly, and the like a little like um, Manchester like breakbeat type thing. It's cute. See, I understand the- that people dislike dislike this, but I'm like, this is good. More of this, please. Almost is there's a lot of other people who are a lot younger doing it better at yes, this it's time. True. Sorry, not to but not to also, be ages to Mr. Bono. But that's like the problem with you two is that they are very good at what they do, but then they try to keep continuing to stay relevant. Yes. And uh, then they start sa- seeming old by doing that. I don't know. There's there really is no good solution for older rock bands. It's just to keep keep doing what yeah. whatever the fuck you want to do. Yes. What, what, spend your blank check, basically. But really, in the end, it has to be for you it and not for, for us. Like, once you've gotten to the point where everything you do is going to be, like, an automatic success, mm-hmm. or, like, you've made enough hit records that you are, like, set for life and, like, etched into the canon, you really have to let go and stop caring what people would think about any necessary album and just put it together because... You and, you, you and the boys want to get in the stew and hit do another album. Yeah. I'm down with this. This is fine. Yeah. All right. Do we want to do maybe one more? This is discotheque. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's see. What we do. Let's let's hear what they have to say about Miami. Okay. I do appreciate that Bono always has like a sense of drama about everything. I do not find it credible at all to hear uh, Bono singing about the sun and sand. You think about how much sunscreen these guys will have to wear. That's what I'm imagining. I'm just imagining Bono be getting sunburned. (laughs) (laughs) 
See, I kind of like. I kind of yeah, like this. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. My thing is just where's where are the riffs? Where's the melody? It's true. It's very like. Da, 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 da. This sounds like this sounds kind of like the uh, the Dust Brothers soundtrack yes. for uh, for um, Fight Club. I'm so interested in this late '90s like production tone that yeah. everyone was doing, where it kind of thins everything out, makes it really like metallic. Yeah, I have to imagine. I th- I have to believe that that's everybody getting access to Ableton for the first time. Or uh, Pro Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Yeah, yeah. Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Ab- the nineties. Yeah, Ableton stuff like that. Yeah. We really got to do perfect perfect sound forever someday. Okay, here we go. See, this is the kind of my like vote the- is always let let the edge play gu- <laughs> let him play guitar, <laughs> and I bet the edge is usually sitting there being like, let me play it. guitar. God. Yeah, but that's. They're also collaborative. I can also easily imagine the edge being like, I'll lay in the cut for this one. You can, you can <laughs> fiddle around, fuck around with this drum okay. machine for a minute and a half before I come in with the riffs. Yeah, everything sounds like the soundtrack for Fight Club yes. or... Um, All right, that's enough of that. This is my Miami. Yeah, it's... Okay. All right. All right. I get it. I get but it. Anyway, pop, pop um, it, it enters the charts at number one in 27 countries. It doesn't matter to me, he says. <laughs> and he says it's the sound of a balloon bursting. It just uh, he, it sounds like... Uh, he, you're being too hard on yourself. It's fine. He, you know, he, he says he's like, he's self-conscious about, you know, he's like, I just want to stay relevant. I want to kind of chase after this. And I'm like, the, that's your, your trap, her tragic flaw. You got to keep doing, let me do what I do. Do one for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let yourself have do it. All, he, they released Joshua Tree. You yes. Do 10 for you. Yes. Bob Dylan is the gold standard of he's going to do whatever the fuck he yes, wants exactly. to do, whatever he wants to do it. And I think he... he I think there's uh, uh, talk about the guys we had on for an earlier episode. Joke, Joker men mindset is I think yeah. sweeping the nation of um, reevaluating the weird esoteric mid and late career uh, yes. moves from epic uh, song songwriters. Y- yes, you're absolutely right, Bono. Boy, <laughs> boyo, boyo, you created Joshua Tree. You can get you're allowed to get a little weird and esoteric and play around with things. Yeah. Not every out record. Has to be the 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 greatest record in the yeah. world. It, but it's just, I mean, the you can't overstate how weird of a time the late '90s yes. were when you've got the specter of like digital music mm-hmm. downloads happening and the teen pop revolution and all and the yeah. Radiohead electronic music. Radiohead making every every other band look profoundly unserious. Yes, uh, which he Bono's a fan. Bono says he he loves Radiohead. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. I mean, he said his listening habits in the 90s, he said they listened to Pixies, Nirvana, pa- Smashing Pumpkins, Pearl Jam, Hole, uh, Oasis, Radiohead. Radiohead, you'd almost want to take your shoes off to listen to such sacred talents. <laughs> and then uh, he says mostly black artists, Sly and the Family Stone, blah, blah, blah. So uh, they're trying to figure figure yeah. stuff out in the pop world. But let's get pol- let's get political. All right, great. Uh, in 1999, uh, he walks into the Oval Office to ask President Bill Clinton. Uh, he wants to say it is time to get serious about writing off the historic and unpayable debts of the poorest countries and that January 1st, 2000 could be the symbolic date to allow them to restart their own clocks. So he go. he starts... He gets into AIDS activism, which I, mm-hmm. I feel like is what we know him for best. But he first is trying to get debt of African countries... Uh, um, 
what what wiped away. That's a it's a good noble goal. Well, I also does he say anything about Tibet in there? I imagine he was a big free Tibet guy in the nineties. Good question. Um, let me do a little quick. In fact, download. I I swear the um the San Francisco no results for Tibet were found. Interesting. It might not be his. He's like I'm busy. I got my other shit going on. Leave I think maybe he's boys. maybe he was like I'm a more serious thinker than these uh these shallow free Tibet guys. I think that I think he's if anything I'm more into it, African colonial debt cancellation. <laughs> well, if you think about like the free Tibet times, like that was obviously a very ensemble thing. Those yeah. concert, those Tibetan freedom concerts were a lot of I would say mostly younger yes. acts doing that. And I feel like you two, I'm guessing Bono was like I have. More political capital to spend, so why not spend it on something that maybe yes. costs a little bit yes. more? Um, it, as Bono says, fame is currency. I want to spend mine on the right stuff. Okay. Um, he, I mean, I get it. He does things like meets uh, Jeffrey Sachs, the liberal economist uh, at Harvard. Then he asks Sachs to lunch with Robert J. Barrow, conservative economist. This became this was to become our model for 20 years, trying to get the left and the right on board before they took up entrenched positions. It's not going to work, dude. Uh, you got to you got to take a position. Wrong wrongo, it does work. Um he he spoiler alert. He gets <laughs> dead canceled? Yes. Uh he who, who is this? Oh, meanwhile his home team is skeptical. Paul McGinnis says, "What is this? Mr. Bono goes to Washington?" <laughs> uh this is I believe we're talking about 435 million dollars in debt cancellation. But he wants Republicans on his side. His uh political ally Bobby Shriver he recommends he, he talked to his brother-in-law Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay. who recommends he meet with John Kasich. Okay, John Kasich. D- Kasich, yeah, Kasich of Ohio, yeah. Uh, he meets with John Kasich, and John asks him what his favorite Radiohead album is. He says, "I was a Benz man, but I'm changing." <laughs> Keep in mind, this is 1999, so <laughs> you've got a couple of like epic. <laughs> Epic Radiohead albums to choose from. How funny is that? Yes. Bono's kind of a whirling dervish trying to take down conservative people. They end up getting the Pope on board. Like he's he's going he's I if mean, there's anything he's good at is it's getting these really really powerful like symbolic victories yeah. such as the Pope. Yes. <laughs> saying yes, we should forgive this yes. this African debt. I feel like that's not a huge ask from the Pope, but I mean, just having the Pope's number Nothing is already Nothing is a impressive. huge ask from the Pope. Uh, to, to raise your hand and be like, yes, my brother in Christ, yes. I agree. I agree, yes. I, I mean, be, it's not like the I Pope won't give you any money yes. <laughs> or, you know, uh, boots on the ground. I mean, but that's what the Pope has. But I got my blessing. shooters, yeah. My, bl- my blessing is my currency. Yes. Bitch. Um, he ta- Bono talks about his his what he's good at is finding the melody line in music <laughs> and in politics. He he's all about like con- condensing uh, political uh, goals into like very simple, very chewable and digestible lines. Which sure. is let's forgive X amount of debt for these countries by January first, two thousand. It's uh, kind of it's cute, right? Yes. He he found the chorus. He wrote the chorus. He wrote the chorus, to and this everybody thing. can sing along. Um, meanwhile, he's saying, I got to fight injustice abroad, which left Allie at the kitchen table. The world of advocacy had me on loan from my wife. <laughs> uh, I mean, imagine be, being her and being like, okay, we're in between album cycles. Finally, Bono can be home for a little bit. And he's like, I've got to go talk to the president. Yeah, he's like, I will be in D.C. for the next three weeks. Um, but tell my daughters uh, that I, I miss them. Yeah, no, it's, it is, it's very that. Uh, meanwhile, his, his beloved father has cancer. 
he he asks, what is the relationship between sex and death? And then he has two more children with Allie. <laughs> so yeah, he he's this is kind of based, right? Like he has two, I don't know what the gap is in, in age between them, but he has two daughters and then waits like, uh, I think ten almost years. 10 years yeah. and then has two sons, which is kind of sick. <laughs> which one of those sons is a musician. Did really? you know that? No. He is a current, he has a band. I will have to look up what the band is called, but he's got a son who is doing the damn thing. Wow. Um, Nepo baby. I don't, it, hey, uh, please, someone who's in the family business of music, more like, come on. <laughs> yeah, why, why do we have to uh, put all this judgment on Nepo babies when we couldn't, couldn't they just say they're uh, like trad family uh, business businesses? I've said it before, medi- medium hot take is that I don't necessarily think entertainment Nepo babies is such a bad thing if it means that you've just been raised in an artistic tradition. Yes, I, th- I think that there is a positive way, way to spin it. Obviously, there are things. It, well, here's the thing. It, I think we've talked but about this on But you just have to be good. Yes. <laughs> just make it In good. In fact, I think we maybe even talked about this last yeah. episode where, yeah, where it's like, here's the thing. If they're good, it's not a problem. If they're bad, then it sucks. Mm-hmm. It, it, you have no excuse to not be good. The Nepo baby accusation is a value neutral proposition. It is a, a descriptor, mm-hmm. but it doesn't carry a, an it's evaluation of quality. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, his son is Elijah Hewson, and he is in the band called Inhaler. If you're gonna break my heart, smash it to pieces, cause I'm not gonna need it as much as I do right now. Uh, which they've been, they've been together for 10 years, so like, that's mean, kind of impressive. Yeah. Which uh, to that I would say, yeah, if you found yourself in a band with Bono's son, why would you quit? Yes. You're like, <laughs> this is going to work out sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, I just got to I got to hang in there. Um so yes, uh Sex and Death, uh he his dad dies in 2001 um and he writes the scene that he in a church in France the next year he apologizes to his father. And he says, I've uh, heard it said that when someone close dies, they leave you a kind of passing gift. Bob's final gift to me was to enlarge the one he gave me long before. I was now a true tenor. So he basically, st- he, he, his vocal range increased after his dad died. <laughs> which I'm like, totally. Um, Got a spirit orb from his father yeah, that yeah. buffed his stats. Yeah. It's, yeah, it looks like something out of anime. Um, he, they release, or uh, they record and release All That You Can't Leave Behind. Uh, he says that the the animating, you know, thing of this was joy, the joy of being back in the studio, the joy of friendship and family, the joy of being alive. Life is short. And in the production of this, Eno said, above all else, uh, he believed that you two should never surrender to cool. In terms of our emotional temperature, he told us, our music was hot, more Southern than Northern European. Yours is like Latin music, he'd say. The mass, the opera, the ecstatic. Yeah, Irish art, Latino. Maybe that's it. Is It's the, lat- the, the Latin. Latin. I mean, it it's is the, the Roman Catholic yeah. of it all. Ooh, that's now, interesting. Here's a, a U2 album that, I, this is one that I really remember that the, when this hit, that it was like a big deal. Like yeah. These videos were on MTV rotation. Yep. Um, I was uh, total saturation. Yeah. If I remember off of this, I actually do really like both beautiful day and elevation, but I think I like uh, elevation a little more. Yeah. Play, play that one. Although for some reason we were just watching the beautiful day music video, which is set in an airport, but it's very like immediately pre nine uh, 11. Yeah. Vibes. No more airports for a while. Cause they're like, they're like, um, 
running straight up to the the uh, gate and stuff like that. <laughs> it's a good woohoo. See, here they have figured out their 90s sound. They sound like U2. Yes, but it sounds like 90s rock U2, even though this is a 2000. <laughs> Coolest reference to being a mole digging in a hole. <laughs> Unfortunately, they got this. Uh, they got this sound together just as everything was going to change. But it's it's at least they did that. Yeah. I referenced this last episode. I thought it was um, ver- from Vertigo. But it's this. I can't sing, but I've got soul. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm waiting for the woohoos again. All right. Anyway, good song. Just that chorus, which is two two chords, it yeah. just reminds me again of the the punk rock, the Ramon obsession thing. That it's oh, just yeah. like hey, you gotta you gotta master the, a two chord song before you deserve a three chord song. It's true. Yeah, you have to earn that third chord. Yes, um, I love that shit. I remember going feral for that when I saw it live. Because um, the sweet spot of you two is is up tempo. With you need some kind of crucial riff yes. to like hang your hat on, and then you have to be like a little set. Like the vocals need to be like a little sexy and a little pompous. Yes, I, pompously sexy, epic, soaring. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, ideally some kind of vocal ululation or, or something <laughs> yes, exactly. in there. That is the perfect. The perfect U two song has all of these things. Yes, jamming. Yeah, yeah. I lo- I love it. It's rocking. It rocks. A mole digging, digging in a, a hole. <laughs> digging a mess. The best soul reference now. to moles uh, until uh, <laughs> Northern Boys. Oh, yeah. Live in a um, hole like an ugly mole. And then I live in a hole like an ugly mole. Don't want to fall in love. I just want to get fucked. Shoveling mountains is edible stuff. Halloween, ketamine, jelly bean puff. Shove it in my brain, get it all mixed up. Like, wow. I'm a troubled soul. I'm living in a studio flat that's covered in moles. Come outside just to shout to strangers and I crawl in a hole like an ugly mole. If I had, like, um a you know, like a BBC presenter level of, of uh, power, I would love to have an interview show where I play new music to old people yes it would be like a because reacts is like a really popular format right yeah, now for yeah, like yeah. tiktok and youtube is like blah 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 reacts to hearing yada that yada would be for a the great first time show i imagine playing northern boys party time for bono yeah i bet he would love it he probably would, he'd be he like, would where be are like, these guys from yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that's that that tracks because he's probably the same age as those guys he's he like, probably they've is got, they've got he'd probably be like wow they've got more energy than me and i've been doing this my whole life <laughs> Gotta smoke some now, crack, Bono. Hey, if somebody, anybody's listening to this and wants to give Molly a show, uh, Musicians React uh, oh, yeah. would be great. 
like or, or like a, a hot ones, but like ten ten new tracks for. Um, well, you, you know what honestly gives me that idea is, and this is a shout out to um, introducing uh, for, former guest Jasmine, um, who has her own podcast now called yes. Black Bubblegum, which Check I'm obsessed with already. Gum, a podcast, big, it's a Jasmine. Big, big, big shouts to Black Bubblegum. If you like in introducing, you will like Black Bubblegum yeah. um, even more so. It's Jasmine solo podcasting about um, figures in the kind of like fr- fringe pop era uh, of like black, black pop stars it's yes. so good jasmine um put me on to this clip she did a an episode about ice spice who i'm obsessed with mm-hmm. um uh, up and coming new <laughs> yes, york rapper yes, yes. and donald trump was on this random fucking podcast it was like if donald trump was like on on this podcast yeah it, w- <laughs> it was true it was it's like two schmoes it's like the when you people talk about podcast bros would like, you know what I would love to t- interview Donald Trump just about music. I don't, yeah. He, and talk talk about his love of Broadway, talk about his love of of the village people, talk about his love of Elton John. Yeah. What? They had village people, like, impersonators at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Like, last week and he was dancing to them he loves the village people it's un it's unreal anyway he was on these random bros podcasts that was called like full send or like full throttle or something (laughs) and they did this like rapid fire thing where they gave him a figure and he had to off the dome just say one word that it reminded them of and so it was like you know kim jong-un and uh uh kim kardashian he calls her disingenuous and then they said ice spice and he goes who the hell is ice spice we want to end off with a little rapid fire we have a couple names you say Ah, one word about them go ahead which one elon musk smart joe biden dumb kim jong-un interesting kim kardashian disingenuous ice spice (laughs) Who the hell is Ice Spice? Yeah, it's a and anyway, the, Who the hell is Ice Spice? I would like to play Donald. I mean, I think they did. I would like to play Donald Trump Munch and see what he thought. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this is a long, long uh, digression, but I'm trying to think of who I would play to Donald Trump to see if I could get him on board with Dua Lipa. <laughs> I'm just imagining him say say that. I, w- I would play the Dare to Hillary Clinton, <laughs> the Dare um, girls. The girls. I'd be like, what do you what do you think of that? I support girls as well. I think we need to support all kinds of girls. Yeah, you call yourself a feminist, Miss Gutsy. What do you What do you think of girls who buy hate cops and buy guns? What do you think (laughs) of that? Anyway, um, all right, back to politics. We're never We're never far from it. Uh, Bono, we we had a little trade over. Bill Clinton out, George W. Bush in. Uh, so he needs to. He's he's doing the time time worn tradition of trying to surf the administrative yeah. changeover wave. See, it's funny that with Bono, most of the time when we talk about rock bands leaving the '90s and going into the 2000s, it's navigating the vibe <laughs> shift in rock yeah, no. music, where it's like, oh, suddenly like old rock, like the only rock music that works is like Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. God. Uh, and instead, he's like, no, I need to. <laughs> I need to navigate the vibe shift of the change of administrations. That is that is so true. It's in a way I feel like they avoided that yeah. trap by uh, going political. Yeah. Although th- think about this, I, I know I just said you, what an ideal U two song involves a, a good riff and some sexy uh, pompous lyrics. I bet Bono could sing over a corn instrumental from this time and probably make it work. Yes. Let me see if I can do a mashup to to take us out. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know much, but I do think I know how to um, separate vocals <laughs> and I, isolate vocals and uh, backing. I am thinking, you're thinking because he's like, I'm thinking of um, like Freak on a Leash. Like, Something takes a 
part of me. But Bono does do those songs where he does like creepy whispers. Oh God, we're living in an age now. Think, think of how we started in 2017. We started this podcast and AI voice, um, uh, artist yes. voice thing was just a twinkle in someone's butthole. And now you can do that. You yes. can make Bono sing a corn song. We're in and a crazy, we should. we're in a crazy time in our lives somebody do that for us no please don't <laughs> i don't i'm just, i'm still trying to figure out how i feel about ai in the in the content creation game but i feel like that's uh, that's bad it feels unethical it, feels it does feel wrong. the ai wrong the ai songs because it's one of the the most accurate uses of ai generation or the ones that's like brings something to life in a most most realized way it does feel a little bit like stealing somebody's soul. It does, yes. It is. It is. It is so. That is so true. But like the art stuff is still like goofy and fake in a, in a way that's like easy to tell. But like when you know when somebody's like, "Hey, look at this fake weekend verse that I made up," and you're like, "No, oh, that does really sound like the week. This isn't. This isn't. Yeah, right. weekends would be singing weekend songs. The only the only consolation that you get is that like I feel like the big case of this going viral was the fake. Kanye verse yeah. and whoever did it wrote just a dog shit verse yes. it was I was like this is Kanye would never say this uh, yes. so well, we you, were you're missing that essential spark of what actually makes someone good we and were talking specifically about that Kanye verse where it's like somebody who has it was very much like somebody who has listened to a thousand hours of Kanye music and feels like they can predictively text write Kanye verses but the thing that makes Kanye special is that he's actually insane. He's, yes. And the, the choices that he makes are never the ones that even the most serious students of Kanye yep. would make. Correct. You cannot predictive text that text Kanye because he will always zag when you think he's going to zig. That is extremely true. I'm Nobody <laughs> could make no no not even the most diehard Kanye devotee could make the shoop to shoop to the poop. That's song. What I was thinking of too. Like I feel I can't remember what the AI verse, but it was like you know referencing cars and like oh, yeah. buying stuff. And I'm like Kanye doesn't talk about that stuff anymore. He's saying scoopy poop, Jesus and scoopy poop, or he's complaining about um you know laws, alimony laws. <laughs> He's not, or he's, I mean, listen, I can't wait for his next album where he talks about how he's afraid of stairs and only eats sushi. You can't, he, that man is more Gemini than, than yeah. the actual Gemini yeah, constellation. He, he is there to never, you can never spot. And that's where it's AI whack will fail. Whack-a-mole with Kanye. You can't do it. And that's where AI will fail most for all artists, for replicating all artists is that true artists are always a little bit insane. A little bit insane. And, and, and yeah. that is what makes them so, makes good art so entrancing and beguiling because you are looking at a tiny glimpse of somebody's insanity. Yes. Uh, a and slice. a computer will never be insane the same way a, uh, a a great artist will be. What is it called when you're doing like brain stuff and you take a plane of their brain? Oh, yeah. Um, I did this once. I took neuroscience in college and we had a sheep brain and we like, it was like a, oh, fucking A. I'm not going to know I forget, it. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's what, yeah, you're right. It's like a taking you a... Can't, you can't give a computer mental illness. <laughs> and that, that's but a what computer we'll, can give you mental yes, illness. Yes, but you can't get do it the other yeah, way. Yeah, that's why yeah. a computer will never create great art. Yeah. Um, you got to stay one step crazier than computer. <laughs> yes. The I, Someone tweeted this and I, I loved it. it. Again, in response to that Kanye thing, it was like, I'd, all I have to do is stay one step crazier than computer. I've been training for this my entire life. Yes. Like yeah, baby. Anyway, uh, back to the back to the politics. So Bono's trying to get uh, George W. Bush in the mix. He's got a new goal. He wants to eliminate AIDS. 
but specifically in Africa, yes. uh, because obviously Af- Africa uh, as a continent, AIDS rates uh, far surpass anything. Right. Like America kind of gets it under control. Uh, Africa does not. The resources that uh, we had, we are not sharing with them. And that fucking sucks. Um, but specifically what he, you know, he starts his other, as he calls it, his other band. And then they're focused on debt, AIDS and trade in Africa. Um, and he says that uh, he and his his band are occupying a space critics might dismiss as a compromised middle, but I imagined as a radical center. <laughs> the Adam Fried Adam Friedlincha. Honestly, yes. do you think he could get Bono? The way they're trending, uh, uh, he should try. He should try. That would. I, I mean, I you would have to put Nick Mullen in a fucking muzzle to talk to Bo- Bono <laughs> on the uh, on the Adam Friedland show about saying, Africa. Uh, center and AIDS. left icon Bono. Uh, uh, the entire time. Yeah, that's true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You'd you'd have to get him in there without him knowing what come to come down is. Uh, so they're they're vibing in the radical center. They're talking to the secretary of the treasury, Paul O'Neill, and uh, Paul O'Neill basically dismisses this entire uh, mission as foolish, uh, because he says that there are he says African countries are um overrun by corruption and it's impossible to work with them. And Bono says, if I could show you 10 African countries moving in the direction of good governance and accountability, would you reconsider? And Paul O'Neill said, if you show me, uh, if you show me five, I'll be, I'll be down. (laughs) So like, this is what they're up against. They're up against, I think a lot of, uh, you know, isolationist tendencies, people being like, this is none of my business. It's only my business when I want to take people's resources, never when I want to give them to them. Uh, I think he's in like a relatively tough place. Yeah. He's such bullshit. And he's, so, uh, we get, like we can't do anything for African countries because they can't take care of themselves. Who, ma- who the, made them like are that? Are we the cop of the world or not? Yes, exactly. Like, it's, yeah, put up or shut up. Um, when asked in 2001, more than half of, evangel- half of evangelical Christians said they probably or definitely would not help even AIDS orphans. And so Bono's job, he's like, I am, because I'm a religious person, I can uh, portray this as a... Re- problem to religious people as something kind of a what would jesus do type of thing and so he says uh he religious he visits religious leaders he reminds them that concern from the poor is the dominant motif in the bible and he says i was coming to see that the bible was a door through which i could move with people who might otherwise stay put so it's kind of interesting because i think if you if you asked him to match up most of his um you know political mindset with say a right-wing person he would be like you know i'm i'm not as racist as them or i'm not as conservative <laughs> as them or i believe in women's rights more but, but i am religious i believe in god yes. and so do they and therefore i can kind of shake we can shake hands on that yes uh like he meets with jesse helms he meets with him uh prays with him and is like fucking care about aids dude and jesse helms is like okay <laughs> Well, I guess I do have to hand it to Bono that he is putting together a uh, a coalition that that works. Uh, quote: I began to see the role of domestic industry and commerce, and especially infrastructure, in bringing people out of extreme poverty. Over a Guinness and Finnegan's, I start describing the transformative facts of regional integration and some of the finer details of the stock exchange in Ghana. And he's talking about this to Edge, who's just like, "Sure, this is this sounds like great songwriting material, dude." Um, there's a long uh, interlude where he he go. He, yes, I'm just 
it's just sweet to think that even at this point in their li- their life that Bono and the Edge are committed to getting a pint down at the pub. Again, this is this is practice. Actually, uh, is <laughs> is you know to balance you know going to Washington and being in like long boring meetings and like reading reports mm-hmm. with uh, just like chilling with your homies. Do you think there's a, a secret? pub that they go go to in I mean Dublin? the bar the kitchen I mean f- whatever Finnegan's is I don't know if that's a blanket I, I'm tempted to like a Google Finnegan's in, in Ireland and I'm sure that there are 10,000 uh, establishments near I'm, that I'm just thinking of ba- Banshees of Inisherin and how like they go to the <laughs> pub at 2 p.m. Yes. <laughs> like that is the utopian society is living on an island and they thought, and they thought that they were in hell yeah well hell is other people <laughs> it is that's, that's the point of that movie yeah um Hell is one other person who won't <laughs> leave you alone. <laughs> Why don't you like me? Why won't you be my friend? <laughs> Banshees of Sharon fully uh, in introducing approved movie. Yeah, it's great. Um, I feel like I watched that and I understood my grandfather for the first time. <laughs> my paternal grandfather. Uh, I've been... I've, I've, I've seen some gentle pushback on, on it that it's... Uh, that Martin McDonough is, is really like stereotyping the Irish. He's not like actually Irish. What, but, what is he if he's not Irish? He, his parents are Irish, but he was like born and raised in London. Uh, I mean, Irish parents, you know, I, yeah. th- I think that I think that's the dominant allele there. It's still here's the thing. Even if it's not really accurate to Ireland, it is an accurate of, of a sensation of, of I think, Irishness. Again, f- talk about fi- you got to find the top line. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of generalization and even some stereotypes if it gets your story where it needs yes. to go. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's a little yes sp- spicy. Uh, so there's a long interlude where Bono we've is. We've all we've all had the uh, the feeling, the fantasy that we are better than we're our friends, mm-hmm. and we simply are not. No, <laughs> nor nor are we worse. Yes. Uh, so there's a, a long interlude of Bono in Africa. He's in Malawi. He's visiting hospitals where people are being treated for AIDS. He's with a missionary named uh, Sister Anne. He's seeing on the ground the results of, uh, you know, African people not having. And sorry, sorry that I'm like general generalizing by being like African people, but this is general. This is what Bono yes. is saying, more or less, uh, not having access to the same antiretroviral drugs that Americans and you know Western mm-hmm. countries have. Uh, and he's his his top line here is where you live should not decide whether you live. I mean, that is a that is a good point. Catchy, right? Um, and I, th- this is where, you know, obviously you can point at Bono and be like this kind of ne- neoliberal chill who's like infantilizing people in order to, um, yeah. you know, many, many critiques to be had about being like a rock star who puts himself a in a, yeah. a rock star philanthropist. Exactly. That being said, he has been there and he's basically this section of the book is just him like screaming at the top of the lo- his lungs being like, this is so fucked up. You don't even know. And I'm trying to tell you what I see is an abomination. And if you believe in like human rights, then mm-hmm. you you shouldn't you can't you shouldn't be able to sleep at night. And also presumably like traveling in the circles that he travels in and then going there that that like among the people he's talking to it would be like it would be so easy to fix this. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Like his, his eventually his cell is like holding out a palm of like three pills and being mm-hmm. like, this is what it would take to like this is the difference between life and death for somebody yes. Uh, and we know you have them and we know you can make them send them over there yes. or send them the money. Good Lord. Um, I get, he, I mean, I, it, it is, you know, all of, all of us in, in the chaposphere are very, you know, cynical and uh, skeptical of like the NGO world, but there's only, people can only operate within their own context, you know? 
Yes. And it, when you are in Bono's context, it is the one, the one choice that you have to make around these things, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because it's, it's what you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he, he correctly looks at it as like, this is the best way for yeah. a person like me to get yeah. something done. I mean, if, if he's, he is correct that his fame is a currency. Yes. Um, he, th- so this is what, I mean, check out the big brain on Bono. He goes to News Corp. And it's like, I want, like, he, he's not, again, you could look at this and be like, why the hell are you working with the, these, the Murdochs, yeah, yeah. E- evil people, evil corporation, putting out evil ideas in an evil way. And Bob is like, uh, a lot of people are listening to them and a lot of people are on the horn for it. So uh, what am I going to do? Not talk to these people? Yes. So he talks to uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch, uh, Roger, Roger Ailes. Um, uh, Bobby Shriver calls Carl Rove and said, uh, Rupert Murdoch has just told us that if your guy, aka Bush, goes big on the AIDS emergency, he'll be all over it with his support. So he's like playing the back channels. He talks to Cond- I remember this. Yeah, he talks to Condoleezza Rice. Uh, he uh, they, they basically, the Bush administration promises a photo op with Bono where they would announce dedicating $5 billion to African infrastructure but there's no mention of HIV AIDS which is he's like annoyed at. Yes. He goes, this is what um, was that like an evangel like we can't be seen support supporting the God, Yeah. It's probably it's wild how much of a different time this thing is. Because A, it's like imagine a Republican administration doing making an effort to do literally anything like kind or generous. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> right. And but I'm sure that what Bono might have actually been saying in yeah. these but rooms is yeah. like Listen, if there's if I can speak to you in the language that you understand, it's that there's a lot of opportunity that mm-hmm. comes with an a, a healthy continent that has infrastructure and uh you know it's healthcare under control. And, hey, guess what? Fast forward twenty years, you know who's who's doing the infrastructure building in Africa? Uh-huh. The Chinese. Uh-huh. Interesting. Well, there you go. Um, maybe Bono should uh should cozy up to uh, President Xi. That's that'd be some real investing in the future. Mm-hmm. He even goes on Oprah um, to talk about n- not U2 stuff, but to talk about the AIDS, AIDS in Africa thing. And somewhat, he repeats some uh, advice that someone gave him. He said, don't appeal to the conscience of America. Appeal to the greatness of America. That is good. That also good advice for Americans. You don't because Americans aren't going to do the right. We're Americans never going to do the right a, thing. At, at large. <laughs> aren't going to do the right thing, but we will do something that'll make us feel big and strong and special. This is why um, I think our response to COVID was so fucked up is that we should have made, we should have put a stronger push on staying home as like the, the great thing, not the right thing to do, yes, but the great thing to do. I, I also, I think you totally agree. And I think that it post Trump, it's something, it's a place where, Libs get really bent around the a- axle is be- is trying to appeal to a sense of moral righteousness or mm-hmm. moral superiority. Never gonna work. Where you have to frame your position as the strong choice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the strong choice, the smart choice, the uh, Emp- the empire choice. Yeah, the the yeah the great choice. You can never whine to someone to be like do the, do the, the right thing. thing. No, nobody. No, nobody cares. D- didn't Spike uh, Lee make a movie about how people don't do the right thing? Yes. I've actually never seen that. Movie. It's do a great movie. Right we should watch it. What's the what is? Do you remember the message of "Do the right thing"? Uh, it's complicated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fine. Racism, bad. Yeah. The other major takeaway from "Do the Right Thing" is uh, remember to have a cold to take a moment to have a cold drink on a hot day. Sure, uh, uh, something keep that we head, can all cool. do. 
Uh, and here, here's the real. Uh, so anyway, but Bono, after some kind of struggles with George W. Bush and his administration of like getting the messaging right for like what is going to satisfy him and his kind of platform, they passed AIDS relief. Uh, we've now spent ninety billion dollars since um, uh, like the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I looked into it. There's like a whole organization that's uh, involved in like administrating this stuff, and that it. it uh, there's some hairy moral stuff involved in there that a lot of it involves abstinence only education in yes, Africa. Yes, this like, is the stuff that I remember for the Bush administration. Yeah, like, like, they, they would do stuff like this, but it had to be couched in like an extreme yeah. religious rhetoric. And this is where, like, this is where Bono and I part ways politically is that like I I think all of his tactics are really powerful Mm -hmm. but then if you get to this point where it's so compromised that like you know you're getting abstinence only education which has been proven to not fucking work. American evangelical supplied abstinence only education in Africa. Yeah. That's not where what my ideal political situation would be. I guess, and I guess his his thing is it's good enough, and it got ninety billion dollars. Money's money. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't uh, look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, And here here's the real uh, here's the real tea. Bono believes in the future of Africa. He says, take a five minute walk down the two step streets of Dakar, Durban, or Lagos, and you'll feel like you're sprinting. Nollywood makes more movies than Hollywood. More Africans, 650 million, have uh, mobile phones than Americans or Europeans. The Democratic Republic of the Congo holds over 70% of the planet's cobalt used in batteries. He's like talking it up yeah, as yeah. like this continent that is, you know, the future. And I'm like, yeah, the future for us to fucking yes. uh, ex- exploit, it sounds like. Yes. But, you know, what? it's it's tough. Uh, this stuff is tough. I don't, I don't, he I don't got know. The the mo- he got the money for AIDS. AIDS. And the thing is, is that AIDS is better in Africa now. Yes. What's up? It's Molly from the edit. I'm on the Wikipedia page for HIV slash AIDS in Africa. Uh, Here's a little fact check. Um, Between 2000 and 2018, new HIV infections fell by 37%. HIV-related deaths fell by 45%, with 13.6 million lives saved due to ART in the same period. Um, I cannot, Bono, I cannot believe you. Why am I doing this kind of fact check on introducing a music podcast? This is so far out of my depth that I don't even, I don't even know what's going on right now. But anyway, those are some cold, hard facts, uh, for you. The source of which is, uh, um, like a world health organization report. I cannot believe that Bono has me doing, is this governance? What the fuck is this? Uh, let's, let's dismantle this atomic (laughs) bomb. The year, 2004. Uh, the year, 2004. The pod is I. Um, the, the, uh, he, he refers to uh, a, t- a concert in Buenos Aires where they are trying to film it f- with 3D cameras. Okay. I don't think this project ever <laughs> made it anywhere, uh, but he says that the cameras were super sensitive and then they played Vertigo and they just fucked up the footage because the cameras were jostling because <laughs> everyone was jumping up and down. But let's listen to my beloved Vertigo. I'm also a big Vertigo defender. Yeah. Again, another thing that, that when it came out, even more than like, okay, f- four years have passed. Elevation and Beautiful Day, I remember as singles being like, no, this is just like mainline current rock stuff. More new U2 album. This is great. Like MTV rotation. And by the time Vertigo came out, it was like, oh, this is kind of a joke. Uh-huh. Wait, you've, you you felt like Vertigo was a joke? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I, d- I disagree. You, you disagree? I th- Maybe this is a- it definitely felt like a product launch, um, especially because it was very closely paired with... Uh, with Apple and yeah. with, you know, they were in an iPod commercial and all that stuff. Anyway, here's Vertigo. Yeah. 
Damn, what a riff. You know, I can really hear like a, the Pixies uh, influence in this. Yeah. You know, the loud, quiet, loud yeah, thing. Yeah. I've done this a few times at karaoke, and I always think that people are going to get on board as like a kitschy, campy, uh, a fun throwback, and it never quite uh, wins the crowd I'm sorry over. Sorry about that. I like it. I think someday I'll do a Vertigo, and it'll really hit. Working the frets. Hello, hello. Hola. Again, just pu- punk rock in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel. Uh. Yeah, I, I have no idea what the consensus on the song is now, but my my line is it rocks. Great song. I love it. We we really did it really was like the last gasp of the guitar in there, you know, with like 2004 with like white stripes bubbling up, black keys, yeah. jet it was like in the conversation, a band that absolutely could not exist now. Uh d- jet? Yeah. I mean, what is I? I don't want to diss M- Monaskin by saying that they are like Jet, but they're kind of like Jet. They're, they're like Italian Jet. They, we keep coming up every every few years with like a young, scrappy uh, rock and roll band. It just depends on what their influence is. Um, Mo- Monaskin feels like they're of that same thing of being like blues rock is cool. <laughs> I I think of them more as like the Italian darkness. The, <laughs> the darkness also of the of this era. <laughs> Anyway, I like I like Vertigo a lot, but it too. I I don't know. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was what I I was like so like indie pilled at that point that yeah. it, it just felt. Like it had become a degree la- lamer in popular culture yeah. between, um, uh, like the elevation, beautiful day, and Vern. yeah, I think it it definitely to to me it had a it had a sales pitch quality about it, um, which you know I, I feel like he didn't really talk about it as much in the book, but the the messaging behind the the PR behind all that you can't leave behind was like we want to be the biggest rock band in the world mm-hmm. again, yes, and then this is kind of like we still want to be the biggest rock band in the world. Got the, the black and red imagery. Yes. I feel like this was also a very black and red time. I'm thinking of um, green day, American yes. idiot. That like was a very black, black. That's and red. A, it, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's, it was a heady time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me pointing at any time in the past. Oh, it was a heady time. <laughs> um, does he mention product red in this? He book? does, yes. So yeah, he he shouts out Steve Jobs. He calls Steve Jobs the maximal minimalist, which I'm like, we love that. Yes. Um. He he starts red, which is like you know products uh that you know kind of pro- uh 
product tie-ins. So, so it's real. I know you're 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 snickering because I know. It's- it, I I'm snickering because it is like I do find hit at all points Bono's aspirations and goals, and even the way that he goes about it admirable but it's also like we're gonna have a shirt at the gap that says the word red on it and i know it does something i know but this was peak this was <laughs> we were getting into i would argue peak consumption as um yes uh activism. as activism like right there with like the tom shoes buy one yes. pair of shoes one pair of shoes for for a child who doesn't have any shoes yes you buy something and then you feel good about it mm-hmm. because your money is going was the ipod itself a product red tie-in it was and i remember from the walter isaacson biography of steve jobs that there was some struggle of how to name it because bono wanted it to say like um red like Apple or like yeah. Apple Red and yeah, Steve yeah. Jobs is like absolutely no we I <laughs> we don't want our name with any anything, anything other than Apple and I think they ended up with Product Red as yes. like the name of the U2 iPod which my little sister had and it's fucking sick. <laughs> I might add that to my uh, eBay alerts to get an original U2 iPod. Yeah, it's got to be out there. Yeah. Um yeah, Shit, I gotta look that up. Which if the the synergy between Bono and Steve Jobs makes so much, so much sense, sense. Yes, because they, they are both they're top line guys, they're product guys, they're product guys. The Bono product is comes a pro- first, yeah. and then you use the product to you know get get to other things. It makes that sense you want. that there's so bad. Like every, especially more as they go along, each new U two album tour, whatever, is like okay, we have conceived like their whole thing that they've been on like the last decade, the songs of mm-hmm. songs of innocence, experience. Like the new tour, uh, you know, it's it's like a conceptualized product that, yeah. that we backfill in with the songs yeah. and music yeah. and create. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think it's yeah. It, it, that might read as um un- unspeakably corny to some people, but I it's certainly effective. I look if I was a musician, that's probably how I would go about doing things: being like, okay, need new album. What is the concept of the album? How do I what? you know who else does this is uh james murphy a mm-hmm. little bit where he just like knows like okay we need a long jammer we need the three minute pop song mm-hmm. we need the ballad like the, the designs albums by like what he knows needs to be on an album and then like fills in the song yeah, yeah 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 uh i'm happy to report uh that there are tons of u2 ipods they mostly on ebay and they mostly cost like 80 bucks so i might be looking into getting one of these yeah, as long as as long as it still sinks. I mean, here here's the real. This is a uh, Molly's complaint corner. Is that ever <laughs> since Steve Jobs died, the product has been given yes. voice and voice and voice and more complicated. Have more you complicated seen complicated? whatever whatever passes for the iTunes Store these days? The Awful. music Garn. interface. I'm I am a I'm a digital native. I can't figure out how to do some of the syncing stuff to no, to get it on awful. my phone without doing iCloud and all this crap. And I'm like, do I own this song or not? Where is this song? What what does it belong to me? If I could do it when I was 16, why can't I do it now? Uh, get get your yes. best guys on this. Uh, Every what's the Tim least, Cook? At least since Jobs died, basically for We're like and, Tim Crook. <laughs> for every more like Tim cooked his shit is cooked <laughs> way to go you got there all right that's my uh, complaint corner yeah basically since Jobs died for every I mean he was really the the purpose the guy with the purpose of the thought and uh direction that was holding together the entire Silicon Valley project because almost to the day after he died every single product update from every single tech company has been along the same lines of you're not making this better you're merely making it different different yeah, no, none of this. None of this is an improvement. You're just moving things around on a menu. 
It's to, to my make it look like you're doing something. Dog, yeah. No, the uh, sorry, but um, when the iTunes, when the iPod first came out and iTunes first came out, the iTunes Music Store first came out, is positively revolutionary. It was incredibly easy to use. Obviously, you had to have all your products be Mac products because he was a product silo you know man. What? The products were good. But the you products were them. good, and you wanted your computer to be a Mac, and you wanted your iPod to be an iPod. Did you ever try a pre-iPod MP3 player? The I had one. Windows Media Player. Oh, garbage. He fi- he figured out the perfect interface, and then ever since then, it's been crumbling like an old Roman ruin. <laughs> It's beautiful, but the, the marble is starting to chip, my friend. Yes, it's almost it's almost enough to make you want to start your own like music uh, playing company to revolutionize things o- over again. Yes, if anyone else wants to do that, let me know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling like I'm go- I'm entering my entrepreneur era. You should. Yeah. Start a small business. Yeah. Start start big business. <laughs> yeah. Start a big business. <laughs> Just go straight to the big. business. I'm going full Shark Tank. Uh, Shark Tank in this bitch. Um, Ireland is a great country, but <laughs> but <laughs> Ireland is a great country, but it's not an idea. America is an idea, but it's not a great country. A great idea. We can argue that it might be a French idea, liberté, égalité, fraternité, and that a French gift, the Statue of Liberty, reminds every new arrival of this. But we also see how the idea of America suggests a fresh start, a new beginning. That's what Mono says about, America. Says about America. He's basically trying to justify why why he is so why all of his efforts are often so America American focused. Yeah, which I, I feel like you look at the USA and it is kind of like, what if, hey, Ireland? What if Ireland, but like huge? Yes. Hey, you know what we say? It's the free real estate. <laughs> uh, he's not again. He's not wrong. I just don't think that the idea is optimistic. It's you're right. Maybe it is a bad a bad idea. That every single person can be a perfectly self sufficient item uh atomized uh like you know free free individual. Yeah. It sounds good on paper, but when you try to act it out, it makes everybody psychotic. Yeah. At whose at whose expense? Yes. At whose expense? It's the problem is it's gotten distorted from like what it, what if you could do whatever you want, start over, and be whoever you want to be. To yeah. what if you had a little reinforced castle for one and you murdered anyone and you who murdered like anybody who, yeah. yeah exactly like uh and you were paranoid about people trying to take your stuff i'm paranoid but am i paranoid enough beep beep boop uh he we get into like you know he kind of speed runs through uh, obama and trump obama has <laughs> has his ear he doesn't, he doesn't have his direct line to the white house so uh not as important yeah i mean tr- trump is basically he he the way he describes Trump, he says he's the storyteller for this new present tense that holds only 280 characters. <laughs> and every story is Come a Grimm's okay. fairy tale where the monster is under your bed or at the door or on the border. Uh, that's OK. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't Twitter like uh, link it so much to Twitter, but, you know, it's a fair enough read. Yeah. Um, I mean, he 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 basically expressed astonishment, but maybe not surprised that um uh, now, if political politics is a, now a branch of the entertainment industry. Sure. To which I say, and whose fault is that? Yes. Bono? Who's the entertainer who st- who decided <laughs> it was his uh, it was his uh, role to do politics? And what is the difference between Trump and uh, Trump and Bono there in that point? Like, where where is he to judge? Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it, it if is. If he was American, would he have perhaps run for office someplace? Maybe. Maybe. He was working with uh, Shriver, mm-hmm. who's was the brother-in-law of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. It probably entertainer term. I mean, it just it's it sucks when you don't like the outcome, right? <laughs> it's well, it sucks when you know your your radical uh, centrism uh, meets just yeah. total boneheaded yeah. alt rightness. You know. Uh, beep boop. Let me kind of speed through this. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he. We're starting to get to the summing up phase where he sure. starts to start the songs of experience, the songs of experience, um, and the the surrender of it all. Is the ballad of Joey Ramone one of the forty songs? Uh, you know, I, I actually don't know off the dome, but I th- I think I think it was. Yeah. Oh, he. <laughs> Wait, we've talked about it enough. We have to we have to play a clip of the ballad of Joey Ramone. So a- as he's kind of wrapping things up, he describes himself as an actualist, which is a term he made up until he found it in the dictionary. An idealist who's also a pragmatist. Uh, and he says, in the end, our ask is of governments. Our ask is for justice. And as it turns out, the fight for justice comes down to boring words that don't look good on a T-shirt. Competence, governance, transparency, accountability, the non-shouty words, the quiet words that turn the world right side up. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. But I just you're always going to get hoodwinked in some you're that if that is your only ideology then somebody with an actual ideology is going to come and hoodwink you eventually and it also like i feel like he would be the easy mark for that um shit what is that pragmatic altruism what is that thing that effective uh, altruism like like when you're thinking like that the effective altruism people are going to get in your head and and be like actually you need to give all your money to uh hedge fund managers because they have like you bono the most ability to affect change yeah, that's interesting. I, w- I wonder if you pitched effective altruism. Um, I mean, whether or not he'd believe in it or buy it as an ideology, it's basically what he's been doing his entire life. Mm-hmm. Or his <laughs> entire success life. Yeah. It's the miracle of Joey Ramone. The miracle of Joey Ramone. This is, of course, a song that all of us have uh, owned, whether we like it or not. <laughs> that different from any of the other 21st century things but something about it just doesn't come together for me to me it sounds a little indie car commercial it does i was shaking from a storm in me haunted by the specters that we had to see yeah i wanted to be the melody above the noise above the hurt i was young not for that guitar to come back in. Big crashing guitar from the beginning. This is a little there's no hook. There's no hook. Yeah, it never resolves into anything. Yeah. Sorry, this is not the album to do this on. Did the Product Red U2 iPod come with uh, How to Dismantle Atomic Bomb on it? 
I think that's a good question. It would, it, I cannot say for sure, but it would not surprise me if they gave like a credit or something where you could buy it yeah, or like redeem it. For a free U two U two token. U two U token. U token. You to you talking U two. Yeah. You token U two to me. You token U two to me. And, uh, uh, it you know, it's it sounds like Bono has gotten a lot of the songs of innocence and songs of experience like that that motif gave yeah. him a lot of you know personal. I mean, maybe he's. That's the thing is that's like if that's what you want to be doing at this stage of your career, that sounds like a great idea. These new albums are going to be us looking back at our entire lives and summing them up. Mm -hmm. You should do that and you should do it because you want to. But then again, you get you get the mess the whole thing up when you have to be like and now everybody has to own it forever and it has to like bedevil every person's iPod for the rest of time. Yeah. Well, he's sorry about that. He is sorry. He says, we didn't just put our bottle of milk at the door, but in every fridge and every house in town. (laughs) I think, I think also just think it, yeah, it's just a super misguided. (laughs) He has, he has the Irish storyteller in him. Yeah, he does. No, he can turn a phrase. Um, He's a good, he's a good writer. Then we get a little bit back into the the god god mode. Uh, he he's so he's having some throat problems, and it's suggested that he go to like ther- like kind of like a guided therapy uh-huh. uh, because the throat problems might not be physical; they might be something that's more like in- based in like anxiety in his brain. Mm-hmm. So he does this guided meditation, and the uh, therapist says, "Pull out the feeling that makes you feel safest and strongest, and describe it for me." And he says, I'm walking along a river with my best friend. I can say anything I want. It's just a conversation between friends. And your friend, who is it? I think it's Jesus. <laughs> uh, so he like kind of brings it back. You know, he's he's been kind of hands off about the God thing throughout the book. But at the end, like he, ca- he kind of can't help but remind you. He's like, I believe in God. Yes. Um, and I... He, he says, I, I'm in awe of the poetic power of the scriptures and how you can't approach the subject of God without metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's a healthy way to think about it. I mean, if uh, the people who try to tell you that all the God stuff is literal. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 where I, mm-hmm. I need to hop off. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, yeah. What, he's, he seems like a spiritual guy. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, I, I appreciate that even though he seems to have strong spiritual convictions that the book is definitely not about convincing you, the reader, to follow it. But it's yeah. more just like this. Hey, this works for me. He's a good he's a good salesman. He's t- by sharing his own mm-hmm. personal stories. Also, sorry, that's a good pitch. Imagine you have a friend and you can talk about whatever you want and he's not going to judge you. Yeah. People would love that stuff. <laughs> and that's why this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. <laughs> Please. I'm bleeping that out. No free no free uh no free um Yeah. Um no free drops. I hope to make it through my entire podcast career without ever having to shill for something like BetterHelp. If if you hear Chris doing a a Chapo ad read for BetterHelp, it means that yes. we've fallen on hard times indeed. No, uh, and and will in will Menikers uh quote to a literal uh advertising meeting we ha- a meeting we had where somebody was trying to sell us advertising i could only ever see myself uh uh advertising for a product that i believed in wanted my co- my listeners to have and used every day in my daily life so unless the ads that you're trying to sell us are for some kind of legalized drug i don't think that we would be able to do it <laughs> and the uh spotify ad people were like hmm 
Okay, well, <laughs> this meeting's over. Yeah. Uh, there's a revelation near the end of this book that Bono's, a man that Bono thought was his cousin is actually his half-brother. Bono's father had a, a child with his mother's sister. Wow. Yeah, pretty big revelation, huh? How old was he when he figured this out? Uh, a full adult. Wow. Uh, but he says he's he kind of always knew that there was something like a... Like he had some kind of like sixth sense about what. Yeah, that what, there was some kind of connection. Yeah, there. that he was always close with his cousin. Um, but isn't that crazy? Yes. And he, I mean, hu- to me, huge serve to be like, yeah, I'm dropping some familial bombs in this book. This is what a memoir is for. That that's a memoir. I'm letting now I'm letting memoiring. it loose. Um, but yeah, it's kind of wild, right? Yeah. Have they formed a relationship? I yeah, mean, they're cousins. Yeah, so and right. uh, I like looked into it, and it it sounds he like even did some press that was like, yes, I um I support that Bono announced this, and we're we're close, we're and good. Families are weird, and whatever. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just like kind of a kind of a crazy little little Fam- aside. Families are weird. I mean, I w- it's funny you hear about um what. <laughs> A good attitude to have. Yeah, Tr- charge it to the game. Yeah. Um, you you hear about with like the twenty three and me and like all the d- DNA. Yeah. Um, sending your spit in the mail and you find out that like you your dad is a secret family. <laughs> That's why I would never do that. The, the pleasure that I would get from learning that I'm like one one two hundred and eightieth Hungarian or something. Yeah, would be way outweighed by being like pe- people. <laughs> Knowing who I am through my DNA, no. You get a a DM that's always being like, "I think your dad is my dad." You're like, "What?" I don't need to know this information. (laughs) We should all know less about each other. Yes. Um. All right. He we're we're truly getting sentimental as we close things out. Uh, he's talking about you know playing playing music. Uh, on these last couple of tours with you two, he says, "I hear the words I've offered our fans most nights of our life on stage, but now I'm speaking to my brothers. Thank you for giving me a great life. Thank you for letting me be in your band. Thank you for letting me harass you and hector you, push you and pull you, inspire you and disappoint you. Tears are streaking down my clown face. <laughs> uh, it's no. Boy, is he Macfisto again? Uh." Yeah, he might be. It's no criticism to say we sometimes run out of uh run out of, run out of life. A good strategy for me is to continually go back to the source, to drop my bucket in the well in hopes of a refill. Why am I always talking about the scriptures? Because they sustain me in the most difficult years in the band, and they remain a plumb line to gauge how crooked the wall of my ego has become. <laughs> uh he quotes Brian Eno and says, surrender might be the most powerful word, as you r- recall, the book is called Surrender. Sorry, yes. uh, surrender might be the most powerful word in the lexicon. The moment of surrender is the moment you choose to lose control of your life, the split second of powerlessness where you trust that some kind of higher power better be in charge because you certainly aren't. And the question he asks uh, at the near the end of the book is, can I take in the view without having to be in it? So he's, he's kind of like, yes. he's having like a little, not a crisis of ego, but like, you know, unlike other books that we've read, it's basically people being like, "We played some good tunes. Uh, I made a bunch of money, and I'm happy to and I'm happy, I'm happy I, to be alive. Happy I didn't uh, die all <laughs> yeah. those times." Uh, Bono's kind of like, you know, what what is the future for someone like me who is, uh, who is so you know kind of get personally gassed up on my own, uh, surfing my own wave of ego. Uh, and all look, looking at my life and all the change that I have affected mm-hmm. and yet all of the L's that I have taken, some very public and all, I don't know. It's, I guess the answer is you, you let, let go and let God. <laughs> in the end of the day, I like Bono. I respect Bono. 
I, I there are certainly some things about him that I would not I would not do personally, just because it's not my personality to you know oh have that kind of constant ambition to to reinvent yourself uh to greatness. But you know the the music's good. They they put out good albums. I would recommend anybody who has the chance to go see a U two concert because they're one of the last ones doing it on that scale. Yeah. With that kind of confidence. Well, uh, hope you have a thousand dollars and you can see them at the sphere, the sphere at MSG yes. this fall. Um, yeah, they're playing uh Auction Baby, which is like they haven't played, I think, so, most of the material from that in like years. Uh-huh. So that's a big deal. The sphere is this like, yeah, it's, it's a sphere. It's first of all, well, you know, it's a, does it go under Yes. Is it a perfect sphere? Does I it go so. under the ground? Because when you look at it, it's it, it does have to rest. It on has the to rest, but I wonder if it rests underneath. Anyway, um, they built a giant sphere in Las Vegas. A black, opaque sphere that I think maybe lights up in LEDs. Yeah. Uh, uh, it looks rather sinister on the, See, on the landscape. The, uh, Las Vegas already had uh, triangle. Yes. Now they need. The now they have sphere. Now they have sphere. They need cube. Cube. Do they? Well, they have a lot of rectangles. It's they need true, but they need cube. perfect cube. Okay. And then what? Uh, we can go up from there. Um, quad quadrangle. Uh, dodecahedron. Mm. That's a twelve sided. Mm. I mean, the real. It's like call me back when the sphere is like hovering in the yeah. sky. <laughs> uh, to, anyway, should we go see the, those sphere shows, babe? We we can try. I mean, I I'm on. I was on the presale list. I was in the the Ticketmaster room. Thanks to Ticketmaster. I mean, here's the here's the thing. Bono, put up or shut up. Fix fix the Ticketmaster fix strategy Ticketmaster. Yeah. because you, they did the dynamic pricing and it was like $1,200 for a nosebleed. Well, I don't think it's a nosebleed in the sphere. I think every every seat's the best seat in the house. Yeah, because they should all be equidistant from the center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how sphere works. Um, yeah, no, it was fucked. I, I would love to see one of those shows because yes. I think it would be awesome. Apparently the audio, we we watched a snippet of a video of Bono and Edge um, walking around with Zane Lowe yeah. and maybe one of the like architects of, of the sphere the sphere and there and Bono's like well the different the thing that's different about this place is that uh all arenas are built for sports uh so you play an arena you play a stadium and they're built for sports this one is built for music it's music first the acoustically perfect sphere the acoustically perfect sphere all right we got to wrap this up because i need to hop on a zoom call to test a uh europa universalis stream okay great um, love that coming up for you uh but any final Bono thoughts? I, lo- I like him. I like what he's... I'm buying what he's selling, a soft buy. Um, I would say a Jim Cramer, uh, I would say buy, buy. do not sell. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, what is there to say? The, ma- the man's operating at a higher level than most people. And you got to respect the hustle. You got to respect the hustle. And you got to respect, uh, honestly, it, listening to uh, thoughts and seeing the success of a guy like him, sometimes you got to remember it pays to be sincere. Uh, Sometimes trying, it pays to be it sincere and try Trying is cool, and you're never too cool to to try. I think that's the yes. Just believe in yourself. Uh, the last thing I will le- um, leave with is that uh, in the last episode we were wondering if Brian, you know, has a book. He does. It's like diaries. Okay, we should do that. But also, some a number of people pointed out his oblique strategies cards. Oh. And which are like deck of cards of like advice for like creative processes, and you like pull one randomly and like oh. do it, cool. and suggested that we should record a podcast u- using them. Okay. Uh, and so, so I'm just gonna run through a few so you get a sense of like what these are yeah, like. Yeah. Humanize something free of error. 
humanize something free of error. In total darkness or in a very large room, very quietly. <laughs> okay. Courage. Courage with an exclamation point. Towards the insignificant. Towards the insignificant. Convert a melodic element into a rhythmic element. Well, that sounds more like an Eno instruction. Well, they're all uh, Eno instructions. You know, you have to take all of these together. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's it. I love that. Oblique strategies for the future. Yeah. Uh, all right. This has been And Introducing. We will be back soon with more. Soon. We've, I promise we have some. We've already reached out to future guests. We have yes. two yeah. guests lined up. Sometime in we'll cook, June. We'll cook in June for sure. We'll grill. Yes. We'll grill out in June. Um, wh where can they find us? Uh, oh God, I keep forgetting to do those. It's okay. We didn't have to do it last time. Um, let's see. Uh, thank you for listening. Yes. Uh, the most important part of the show, as always, tell a friend. Tell we a have friend. so many good. If you would like it, uh, we have so many good episodes in the back catalog that are always, always uh, fine to listen. All right, you know, timely to listen to. You yes. don't have. They don't peg on news news pegs or anything not really um we're on twitter at and intro pod yes uh you can find all of our episodes at soundcloud.com slash and dash intro dash pod yep uh and send us an email at and introducing pod at gmail.com please do uh one of us will check it someday. one of us will check it uh someday um yeah that's, all right that's all i got uh surrender until, until then i hope you find what you've been looking for <laughs> Bye-bye. You make me feel like I can fly So